You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This this, this, this is Views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Midstream podcast rolls on. Rob Brown and Lonzo Wrightsell with you. Good to have y'all chatting with us. We are obviously keeping an eye on the Jim Harbaugh situation. the I, I'll say this, and then we'll move on to another topic, Lonzo. Uh, I would say we need boots on the ground, but who wants to go to Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would say, mostly and firstly, I would say that um, I would rather be in Charlotte than Michigan. That is not what I would say most and foremost. What I would say is that The talk about being undecided, about not knowing the future, et cetera, from Jim Harbaugh, uh, it sounded noncommittal. It sounded like a guy who hasn't really made up his mind yet. It sounds like a guy who's just kind of going through figuring his stuff out right now. I don't get the impression that he is committed to not coaching. I don't get the impression that he is not not coaching, that he is coaching. I don't think he knows just like nobody else knows at this point. So I'm going to say if I had David Tepper's phone number, I would be texting him right now going, stay on Harbo's backside until he says no. All right. So so the thing to me is – if you're not available and you think you're staying in Michigan, why are you taking phone calls? I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, if you're steadfast where you are, which he did not say he was, he said, I think I'll be in Michigan. Uh, if you were, if, and if you're in Michigan, you're like, Hey, why are you taking these phone calls? It's, uh, you know, it's like we said, and, and, and I don't think we need to spend a bunch more time on it, but he did this same stuff last year to Minnesota when he took their call, when he took their interview, when he went and visited with them and had a whole conversation with them about it, um, I, I it's either he's interested and he's testing the waters or he's not interested and he's seeing if and how he can get more money out of the Michigan Wolverines college football department. I don't know that either one of those is or is not happening I'm just saying I know we've seen him play this game before. Even if that is the case, even if we have seen him play this game before, Zoe, you still make the damn text messages. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. If if I'm Tepper, I'm staying on it. 
All right. Until, let's get into... until he blocks me, I'm staying on it. Until he, <laughs> until I get the block. All right. So uh, let's take a look now at our draft positioning as we uh, keep an eye on the end of the season. Currently, as of today, without the last game being played against New Orleans and without some of the teams above us having the opportunity to lose, we sit right now at 6 and 10. We are level with Vegas and Atlanta. We are behind the 5 and 11 Rams, the 4-11 and 1 Colts, the 4 and 12 Cardinals and Broncos, the 3 and 13 Bears and the 2-13 and 1 Houston Texans at this point. If New Orleans drops the ball to Atlanta and finishes the year at 6 and 11, they could be somewhere around the spot. I think so. And I was trying to look it up right before we came on the air to look at the schedules of the teams that are within 1L of us, which are Carolina, Vegas, Atlanta, LA. I think the highest that we could end up would be fifth. Uh, I believe that would require LA to win this weekend. It would require Atlanta beating Tampa, Vegas to win, and us to lose it to New Orleans. Realistically, I think we're going to be drafting somewhere between seven and nine, which is good and bad. Bad in that we're out of the quarterback sweepstakes. Good enough that I think a trade from seven up to two, which I think Chicago is the likeliest of trade options, although they're going to be fielding a bunch of phone calls from teams looking for a QB. I think a trade from seven up to two is realistic if we are going eyeballs on one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, If not, we're going to have a pretty good run of the board of guys who's left because two of those first seven spots will be quarterbacks off the board uh, I got to tell you, for a team that missed the playoff by a game and a half, not unhappy with the opportunity to draft as high as seven in this one. Uh, me either. But Chicago, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely still a possibility because of how many draft picks the Carolina Panthers have. With all the picks you have, I don't know what, how many how many picks are you willing to trade for number two? Um. It would depend, I think. I, I need to see who Houston is going to take off the board first, right? Uh, if they go with Bryce and C.J. Stroud's on the board, I'm willing to come off three, maybe four picks, including the first rounder. Uh, if it's Bryce Young, I'm willing to come off two, maybe three of the picks, but that's probably not going to be quite enough. And I think you're probably ending up in a spot where you're committing to one more year of Sam Darnold or a free agent. Although there is one more name that I'm going to throw on that list and aggravate Lonzo in a second. Um, If CJ's available there, I roll the dice heavy. I go heavy draft capital trade. If it's Bryce young, I'm far less likely to give up as much. I like Bryce. I'd be willing to give up a couple of picks, maybe three to get up there and get him. I just think that CJ is the one this guy's got it quarterback in this draft, uh, there's going to be a steady heavy number of teams that are looking to move up and get into the C.J. Stroud sweepstakes, though, and I think it might end up being a little bit too rich. What you don't want to do is have positioned yourself great to have as many picks as we do and have good picks 
sitting where we sit uh, in the upper half of the round, you don't want to give all of it away and turn eight picks into a single player unless that guy is a can't-miss player. I am not quite sure. I've given the can't-miss seal of approval to two players in the last 20 years. Lamar Jackson was one of them, and uh, Reggie Bush was one of them. I am not ready. I'm not quite ready to put one on C.J. Stroud, though that card is subject to change between now and the draft. I just don't want to put six or seven draft picks into that guy, have him not work out, and we really miss a huge opportunity to grow this football team via this draft. I don't think it would take that many, and I think you also need to look at the fact that I don't believe there's any other team that wants to trade that has the capital that the Panthers do. And I think if it's Chicago, they have to look at that and realize that. They got their quarterback of the future and and a quarterback that could have been Carolina, mind you. Um, But but they have their quarterback of the future. They don't need a quarterback. They know all these teams are going to come a-calling, but no one's going to be able to give them what Carolina is going to be able to give them unless there are player trades involved. I uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I understand we have enough capital that if there is a bidding war for C.J. Stroud, we are as set up as well as anybody to win the bidding war for C.J. Stroud. The, the fear that I have, though, is even if we do have the most money to get into that bidding war, if you win the bidding war, you end up with C.J. Stroud, which to me is a good thing. But you end up with C.J. Stroud and probably not much else to show for it. And you have sunk potentially a great NFL draft class, or at least enough that you will law of averages find a couple of long-time, big-time playmakers through this draft into one guy. And if we end up being wrong about C.J. Stroud, it's a major kick in the boys to the franchise as a whole. So you, you, I, I mean, I don't know. So eight picks, I believe, is what it is. So you go, you go to take those eight picks. There, there are eight guys in this upcoming draft that will make your team so strong that it will balance out the fact that you don't have a good quarterback. I mean, that's possible. It is possible. I, I mean, if you get a get a coach in there who knows how to use what they have which they do well, – the Panthers have some strong points with the offensive line, with the running game. I, I mean, you get if – you, if you find an actual game manager and a coach that knows how to consistently call plays game after game, maybe you don't need a C.J. Stroud. I will tell you that if you have the opportunity to get that, the fan base will be more happy with that than they will eight strong people. And I know the fan base has – you know, is not the team. But – you know, we're there to root on the team. I just, if you can get C.J. Stroud, you get C.J. Stroud. And I don't think it would take all all, all of your picks. Maybe four of them, and then you still got a couple. Maybe you can negotiate with a couple of those picks and turn, you know, some of the early round picks into some later round picks. I mean, I, I, you're grimacing. So, so there's no way. So you're going for, so, so where would the Panthers go if they can't, if they're not going to get a quarterback, 
maybe a later round guy, but you already got Matt Corral. So, so why do you need to go ahead and get another guy that's on that level when you got that guy who got hurt early and you still don't know what you have? So, oh, so, so what I are you going after? A lot. What, 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 who are you going after as a player? What position are you going after if you're not going to go after that quarterback? Uh, I think that we need to end up working on the defensive line. Uh, I think we absolutely need to work on the wide receiver core. I would like to find an over-the-top safety to help J.C. Horn, and I wouldn't be against adding another piece or two to the offensive line to help with the run block game next year. There's a lot of places that... Yeah, but are are there any guys like that that you're going to draft as your first draft pick at number five or nine or wherever we are? I haven't done my mock yet, so I can't give you a specific name. Here's what here's what the question comes down to. How many early round draft picks is a top-tier quarterback worth that you don't yet know is a top-tier quarterback, right? If if CJ Stroud, if CJ Stroud was a fourth or fifth year NFL quarterback that had Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes-esque success so far, I would say trade the whole draft away, right? Mike Dicka, Ricky Williams, the whole draft for that guy. But I think that's a great example. Let's look at that trade, right? Because I think we're kind of in that pick. Ricky Williams coming out of Texas, Heisman Trophy winner, was considered the best prospect to come out of college into the league in a number of years. Mike Dicka was the head coach of the Saints at the time. Mike Dicka traded an entire draft worth of picks to get Ricky Williams. He came to New Orleans as a can't-miss prospect, and he missed. He was not very good, and it sank the Saints franchise for about four seasons because not only did Ricky not work out, but they didn't have a young base of guys that they could plug into other places and make work. My only concern is you don't want to be the victim of, of Ricky Williams 2.0. I get that, but also the draft is nothing but a gamble. And you talked about a couple can't misses, but even those were gambles. I, I You don't know if if this stud from college is going to come up and perform uh, to a level that gets them off the bench or if they'll even be on the team in a couple years. You don't know that until they're up there and they're playing. And, and – the draft is basically a lottery. I, I mean, it's it's an educated lottery to the point where you can look at the stats, you can you've got game film, but that doesn't always translate. But if you got a shot at a really good quarterback to go along with a a pretty young line uh, and a fairly young team in spots, I think you've got to do that. And to me, four picks is worth it. Beyond that. Uh, probably not. But four, I think, is worth it. Your first couple and then maybe your last couple. 